Welcome to the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. We've combined life experience with young adult drive and ambition. Are you just starting to college plan? Did you finish your education and wonder, now what? Join us in this lively discussion about the topics you need to know to create the next stage of your life's dreams, careers, finances, education, and more. Brought to you by Voice for Heroes 501c3. Well, hello there. Here we are again. This is the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. We have an absolutely wonderful guest today, and I won't try to give you all her accomplishments, but joining us today is Natalie Guzman. She's a CEO. She has a fantastic organization that she has created and is the CEO of. I think I already said that, but it's worth repeating because CEO is legit. I was one once. Uh, you got all the control and all the say you're the boss. So what I would do is just kind of give a quick introduction. She has a couple of different websites, but the one we're going to talk about is Nadora.org, N-A-D-O-R-A.org. And once we get into post-production, I'm sure we'll have all that up there today. So Capri Suarez is our resident young person acting like an adult or is an adult and then amy's away for today so uh natalie you get the young kids running around causing all kinds of trouble and by young i mean i'm 54. so i thought what it would do is just bring you in say hello and then maybe you could tell the folks a little bit about yourself and how you're on the journey you are and what you've done to help young people and adults find their purpose and their scope when it comes to running a small business yeah, well, thanks for having me, Anna Capri. I'm really excited to be here. Um, my journey is kind of a crazy one. Um, I went from being the poor kid in the projects to the rich kid to the foster kid. Oh. And then, yeah, so super crazy journey just before I was 12 years old. So, um, and then I found my way to creating my own family, the family I always wished and dreamed of, but it was not an easy journey. And um, we had a lot of loss and a hard time having children. And then when I actually became pregnant, my job told me I had three days to give birth or else I would have to go back to work. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, which obviously was not going to work out, right? <laughs> so I immediately quit and I started my virtual assistant agency so I could raise my kids from home and build a business. And now I'm a CEO of three different businesses. See, I said it twice. I just missed the third one. CEO of three different companies. Well, we definitely want to talk about that. And it's great to have you with us. I've got a handful of questions. I'm sure Capri does as well. Capri, I'm going to let you take the floor first because I usually run over and take everybody's questions. So I'll let you go first today. Well, we can start off nice and easy. So do you want to explain or tell us a little bit about each of the one of the three businesses you have? Because that's a lot. Certainly for anyone just running one, I can't imagine how you run three. Yeah, it's actually crazy because when I started the first two, I was just like, thought I was going to be really overwhelmed. And then the third one, I actually brought it into this really cool cycle. So my first business was the virtual assistant agency. We hit six figures in three months at a hire two people within 30 days. And I had never been a manager, a supervisor, 
and I was a brand new mom, right? With a little two pound baby. So it was definitely not easy. Um, we, I ended up doing a lot of website design. So did my team that I turned it into a marketing agency where we did a lot of course creation summits, all these really amazing, um, you know, programs for entrepreneurs to build their business. But I noticed that they were lacking in software. And so, and they were also lacking in the support that a software needs to have to help the non-techies of entrepreneurship. So I opened Nadora. <laughs> and so Nadora takes my love for marketing, website design, course creation summits, and my love for virtual assistants and software and kind of combines it into one. So that's why it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, so it's not only a membership community with software, but we also have virtual assistants at your beck and call. And we also can help create your courses, summits, and all that all in one system. So, hey, Capri, so let me ask a follow-up question real quick, because mm -hmm. I know what a summit is, and I kind of know what courses are. I think everybody knows what websites are. Before I give Capri back the floor, could you help people understand what a course is and a summit is and what role that plays in small, medium, and large businesses? Yeah. So courses are really great because it's like, it was always, especially after the pandemic, it became like the number one way to create passive income. Right. So it's basically, you know, um, a class, you know, but it's something that you pre-record and then people can sign up and purchase it over and over and over again. So that's the beauty of it. You make it once and you keep selling it, which is like one of my key ways to wealth is to just create something once and keep on selling it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, it's also a really great way to educate your community. And um, if you see a need in education, like I did with um, uh, training staff and employees, so I created a course and that way I could teach other entrepreneurs how to, you know, train your staff and work with them in a really great and um, unique way. And then um, summits, I love summits because if you want to build your email list, you should host a summit. It's probably one of the fastest ways to build um, your email list, but it's actually a online event. And it's usually a free event um, for people to come in and you get a bunch of different creators and experts in their field to basically whatever your niche is to then promote um, and be a part of this summit. So um, it's a lot of fun. You get to meet so many people and collaborate. And um, it's a really great way to share all your email lists, all the different speakers, and just really grow your business. Very cool. Thanks for clarifying that. Sorry, Capri. Yeah. I just want to make sure the folks who are listening uh, okay. understood what all those terms mean. mean. Uh, Capri, take the floor again. Do your thing. Okay. Okay, you said something really interesting. So you had to hire two employees within 30 days and didn't have a lot of managing experience. How was like stepping into that leadership role or like what are, could you just tell us more about that? Because that is, blows my mind. Yeah, so it's kind of like being a new mom, right? Which I was doing right at that same time. Super scary. Mm -hmm. I think I was a nervous wreck. I do have an amazing husband um, that is very big in leadership and he is an assistant warden of a prison um, oh, yeah. at like 30 years old. So that tells you, yeah, Woo. he's pretty good at what he does. So I had him um, for my support. So I think one is a support mm -hmm. system um, was definitely needed, but it was nerve wracking. You know, I, I, I did make some mistakes where I treated some of the employees like 
as really close friends instead of kind of setting those boundaries, which actually made it difficult um, down the road with one and the other one is now like my right hand woman. Um, so that was kind of really unique to see the different ways that it branched off. Um, I had to learn a lot of skills quickly on leadership. And I think just, you know, reading as many, I'm a big research girl. So that's how I started all my businesses, just research. So um, I think just researching everything I could on leadership and watching YouTubes and, you know, Tony Robbins and all that. So I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, Do you have any like really influential things that you found doing your research, maybe a book or something? Of course. Uh, yep. Yeah. So I mentioned Tony Robbins. I actually, he's, um, especially when it came to leadership, that was amazing. Um, other ones were really people in my circle. I think as a former foster kid, it's kind of hard for me sometimes to trust everything I read on the internet or every book mm-hmm. that I come across. Um, my stepfather created a multimillionaire business, um, and using real estate. And so getting like his knowledge and learning from what he did and, uh, was really influential on me. Awesome. I think I'm going to steal one of Ed's favorite questions here, but you kind of just brought it up um, about <laughs> mentorship. Um, do you have any mentors currently that you look up to or just were very influential in your journey? Yeah. So I think my biggest ones are my stepfather and my mm-hmm. um, husband. Uh, my husband for the leadership, my stepfather for when it comes to business, but he's also it's very interesting. So he was just diagnosed with dementia. And so I've been spending as much time with that as I can with him to soak up his knowledge. And um, he's just one of those very thoughtful people. And he'll only tell you stuff if he knows the answer to it, or else he'll say, I don't know, I've I've never done it that way. Um, So I think those are the two biggest, um, you know, mentors in my life. Thank you for sharing. I do want to take a crack at asking Natalie some questions. No, you uh, took all the questions. You're selfish, and I can't believe you did all that. (laughs) Yeah, I've got some questions for you, Natalie. Back to um, at the beginning of our chat today, you talked about having a child and running a business at the same time. And I've often said that running a business is like adult daycare, so there is a correlation to having, having a child. I'm curious if, and I I joke, but I'm kind of serious about that. Do you find that having a family and managing a family is similar to starting a business and running a business? Do you see similarities in that regard? A hundred percent. If you can't, are not good at delegating and you want to be a parent or a, or a business owner, I say you need to start getting ready to delegate. I think I had never delegated before I lived on my own at 17. I had, everything was just kind of me and I had to learn, you know, the similarities with being a parent, being an entrepreneur and having a team was delegating. I needed to rely on other people for help. They say it takes a village. It takes a village in your business and it takes a village in parenthood. Um, So I was finding a lot of similarities at every turn, you know, and then like dealing with difficult clients and having that patience and dealing with a cranky toddler. Um, (laughs) And yeah, and it was just, I really had to learn patience, how to word things carefully. You know, it's kind of the same with your toddler. You don't want to say um, a certain word to trigger them, right? It's kind of the same with your clients. You kind of learn, you know, what to say and what not to say and how to say it. And um, so, yeah, I definitely had a lot of similarities. Got it. So I, I want to talk about a word that I saw on your website. website and if I pronounce it incorrectly, because I think it's your word, you correct me. 
mompreneur. Did I do that right? Entrepreneur. Yeah, mom entrepreneur. Mom entrepreneur. Got it. So um, back to doing both things at the same time. Um, maybe for moms who are been kind of either playing around with starting a business or are already in business, can you give us some feedback on how you're able to balance those things so one does not consume the time of the other? I mean, I've always been a big believer in family. I probably learned that lesson a little too late. But how do you do that? How would you tell a mom who's like, I'm itching to get back into business or I'm already in business on how to develop that balance? Yeah, it's really hard, especially when your babies are little. So I actually had another baby 12 months later and they were both preemie. So they were two and three pounds, 12 months apart. So I don't do anything easy, um, <laughs> but I would say that it was creating routines that saved my sanity and also communicating with my partner. Um, and then when my my husband, he would travel or he'd be gone for long weeks, then communicating with whoever my support system was. So sometimes that was my mother-in-law, sometimes it was my mom, sometimes my sister and brother-in-law. So I think it's really important to communicate, say when you need help. Um, I went through postpartum depression as well during that time. And it can be a really scary thing to run a business while dealing with motherhood and postpartum. Um, we even got went through a hurricane, I think it was Irma or something, and our house got partially destroyed. So I think life will throw you curveballs every single second. And you just have to know that it's going to get better in the end. Of, you'll, you will get through it. And I think that's one of the things me and my husband got through, got us through a lot of things is like, we will get through this eventually. It's just hard right now, but it's not always going to be this way. You, that answer had so much into it. I have to break that down a little bit. I hope I remember everything you said that I want to ask you a follow-up question about. Sure. One, um, I want to talk to you. I want to ask you a question about asking for help. Now, that is not always easy to do. Sometimes we think we're a superhero. We can handle ourselves. But how important was it for you to realize, Natalie, that if you don't ask for help, you're going to drown pretty quickly? Yeah, unfortunately, I had to learn the hard way I did drown. Um, I It was really, really hard. Um, and I had to, from that, I had to learn that I, my my mother-in-law sat me down and was like, you need to ask for help. You need to tell us. My husband was living about three hours away because he was in the middle of a job transition. And I had two little babies. I was trying to run the business and I just could not do it. And so um, I think that without asking for help, and sometimes I know a lot of moms tell me like, I don't have a support system. I hear that time and time again. Um, I would encourage you just to post on your social media or however you reach out to people. Just do a simple post saying, I need X, Y, Z. Um, I actually did that and I had a whole bunch of people come help me and it was absolutely amazing. And it showed me the people that were there for me, even though I didn't think they didn't come to my brain when I was thinking of a support system, you know? So um, I think that's just really important just to put yourself out there and ask for help. That's incredible. That's a huge lesson for y'all out there, young or old alike, ask for help. The other question related to that was you talked about, you said, I never do anything easy. And I don't know if you want to take this right from the beginning, but also when we had that introduction, you talked about how, you know, you went from rags to riches and back and you business, you get, you have, you get ready to have a baby and your job says get back to work and you've got all these challenges 
What's the thing that you can attest to that just keeps you moving forward when everything seems to be pushing up against you? I think it's my, probably my goals, you know? So like when I was a foster kid, my goal was to live on my own. And so I did that at 17, I think. And then when I wanted to be a mom, but I just saw like my sister was pregnant with her third, 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 no, fourth child. And I had my first miscarriage and um, that was devastating for me. And I think my goal to be a mom just like pushed me through every, every little thing that I needed to get through. And then from there, it's like, how do I support my family? I have a goal now that I have to create this business. So I don't give another company that much control over my life again. Um, and so all these goals that I had just kind of pushed me into, you know, the next level and then appreciating the little moments would be my second part of that. So like just sitting there watching my kids laugh and run around or being able to take a family vacation with them. We just went to Massachusetts for two weeks and it was the best time ever. Um, and so, yeah, just doing those, appreciating those low moments along our journey as well. All right. I got two more questions and then I'm going to give the floor back to Capri. One of them was finding a niche. I noticed you said, hey, I started this business uh, and got it going. And then you said, then I also realized that there was no technology. Um, You know, they tell you about trying to find a niche, something where people need you. How did you know that was it? And then I'm going to do a two-parter, Natalie, bear with me. And when you saw the need on the software, how did you how did you get that piece going to sure so the first part um i think it was so everyone when you be especially even if you're in the virtual assistant field everyone tells you need a niche like that's you hear from all the coaches you hear from everyone and i was like no i want to take any client that comes my way right and i was like i don't really know what my niche was either so i did not do a niche for a very very long time i think i was like five years so because i started my business in 2015 yeah so about five years later is when i decided on a niche i did everything but i'm very happy i did that because i did everything from sales customer service um i was doing travel va where i ran um events in person events and um i did so many things that made me like the perfect entrepreneur because now i have a little bit of knowledge of everything <laughs> and i got to run all these other entrepreneurs businesses and really work with them side by side so i got a really unique um view on entrepreneurship and building businesses and for that i'm very thankful i never chose a niche until later um, but when I just got so many clients that wanted website design and graphic design and they loved my work and they were referring me to like so many people and I saw a huge boost in my business, I was like, okay, it's it's time that I open the marketing group. So the virtual assistant agency is still not really niche. I kept it open, but I did create a second business where it was niched focused. And um, then your second question, which was about the software. So... I did a lot of research. I told you I love research. It's how I built all my businesses. Um, I tried to find um, white label software that I could kind of use and then um, edit it and add my own twists and things like that to it. And I basically, I always say, 
it's, you know, the software on steroids because I just put so much stuff into it and kind of made it my own, um, which took me a lot. So that way it cut down on my year's time because I did white label. So um, your listeners that might not know what white label is, it's basically where you take an existing base product and you put your own label on it and you can edit it and change. Well, at least when it comes to software, um, you can edit and change it to fit um, your model. That's Would cool. an example of that be like a website or like what kind of products do so you So Amazon has a lot of white label. So if you go on Amazon, you see the same product, but by seven different stores, <laughs> <laughs> a white label kitchen products right now. Um, you know, that thing where you can do your, you can shave your vegetables uh, or not like your line and make the lemon <laughs> zest out of this little container and all this stuff falls perfectly into it. That's a white yeah. label product so they get like like anything yeah all right so i got one other question because that two-part question doesn't count as two questions (laughs) okay um in the course of building a business in my experience is you're going to make mistakes it's just going to happen for those people who are like man i really want to do it but i'm afraid i might make some mistakes along the way i mean what do you tell them read the book start ugly um It's an amazing book. Um, Chris, I can never pronounce his last name. He's also the guy that runs PodFest in Orlando. Um, But his book is amazing. It just says, you know, start ugly because you're never going to start. If you wait for it to be perfect, it's never going to be perfect. And how are you going to learn from your mistakes if you're not making mistakes? I make mistakes every day. I've lost money. But if I didn't lose that money, I may have lost a lot more. Or I would never know how to improve those systems and make even more money from that. Man, Natalie, you get me all excited. I want to go start two businesses and destroy myself. <laughs> go ahead, go. <laughs> yeah. No, I was only kidding. I got one new business that we'll talk about offline that I want to get your opinion on. But um, I've hogged all the questions as normal, as usual, never going to change. Capri, any other questions you have for Natalie? Um, well, I got one more for you, and then we can wrap up if we don't have anything else. But um. So you've overcome a lot of things just hearing your story for the past 20 minutes. Like you've gone through a lot. What is the thing that you've accomplished um, that you're most proud of? Being a mom, (laughs) I think that in like my marriage too, that we got Mm -hmm. went through so many hurdles um, because we both had really high stress jobs. And so just getting through that with raising two preemies and um, had a lot of health issues. So um, I think just kind of, you know, creating this amazing little family that it turned into and just getting through it is probably my greatest accomplishment. Awesome. Well, it's been so great to have you on. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. As always, for our listeners, if you liked it, share it, subscribe to our YouTube channel, make sure you follow us on Spotify, and um, all, everything will be linked up in the show notes. It was so great to hear from you, Natalie. So inspiring, and I really liked everything that you had to say about being a mom and entrepreneurship and managing that balance. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Natalie. Right. Appreciate it. All right, that's the show. But Natalie, I want to get you back on. I'm going to tell you why. Because I was looking through your questions and we really didn't even touch a lot of that. But as kind of a postscript question, I know you got to go in a few minutes. The question I really liked was the one that three tips for running a business for a stay-at-home mom. Do you want to share that, uh, what you've learned and how they can be successful? What do they need to know? 
Yeah. So three, so three of my favorite steps for um, running a business as a stay at home mom is one, always making sure that you have a routine, right? I put it in my calendar. Everything's color coded. Um, I always make sure that I'm sticking to that routine. And I also even schedule, you know, downtime. So that's the second thing is making sure you're having self care, right? So you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself and that you're scheduling that. Um, I had to actually get a daycare at one point to kind of help with childcare because I was just so, so stressed out trying to do it all. And um, recognizing that is really important that you can't do it all. Um, and then lastly, um, just remember what your passion is and why you do it. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to hire. I think hiring in those first 30 days is what's made my business grow because I didn't have to do it alone. And I did have a team to help support me and help my business grow. And I was able to rely on them. So I think those are my, my three steps for stay at home moms. I got, you got time for one other question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I want to know the coolest business by the youngest person you've ever worked with. Tell me a cool, interesting, even if it's just an interesting thing where you were so impressed that a young person had their game together. Ooh, great question. My daughter has one, but I don't want to use that. Use <laughs> um, it. Use it. Yeah. Okay. That's how great you're. Oh, by the way, side yeah. point, I want to get your husband on too. I want to hear about what's yes. like working in a prison. It's like, holy smokes. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, use your daughter. Tell your really daughter's story. Hmm? Tell your daughter's story. Okay. So my daughter, Mia Nett, is probably one of the coolest human beings. Um, she has dyslexia and she is really struggling because here, at least in Florida, it's really hard to get diagnosed and then to get school support. So we've been kind of helping her at home, but she's realizing other kids with dyslexia are just having a really hard time emotionally. Um, so she started this podcast called Manifesting Mia, um, which I think is really cool. And so she's interviewing um, adults with disabilities that own businesses. So, um, so cool. Isn't that amazing? And so she's going to have to come on too. What was that? She's going to have to come on the podcast too. Hey, we'll make it a whole family affair. Exactly. But she's so well-spoken and she talks like an 80-year-old and she just really wants to help people, which I think is so cool. So yeah, so she wants to manifest who she'll be when she's older. So she's interviewing people in their jobs so she can kind of see, you know, what may be the right fit for her. Natalie, how old is your daughter? She's seven. Last week she turned seven. She's going to be all young. Whoa. Another young person who makes me feel really bad about my accomplishments. Thank you for that, Natalie. So listen, seriously, we would love to get her on if she's interested. Uh, I love those stories. That's fantastic. And I'll promise I'll be really nice to her. Oh, she would love it. She would have so much fun. She might uh, not be nice to you, though. She's a little sassy. She's ooh, I like okay, that. I can deal with oh, it. Oh, yeah. I like sassy. I'm good with sassy. Well, again, Allie, thank you so much. I know you got a busy schedule. You got kids and businesses and stuff. Really, really appreciate you buying time out to share your story with us. And again, uh, we'd love to have you come on again. That was amazing. I want to talk more about the mom side of the, the deal, too. Yeah, 100%. Anytime. All right, perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, thank you, guys.